Sing Glory! Today we're sitting down with Christina Kim, founder of Secret Cacao Garden, someone whose artisanal cacao brews and bites you'll all come to wish were post-mateable. As I'm recording this, Christina is currently going off of her last social media post in Santipo, Peru. The lady's on a mission, one that through connecting with global cacao farming communities, you, I, herself, and approximately not quite sure on the exact numbers here, but I'm just going to count the rest of the 7.7 billion human beings as fellow chocolate lovers too, on what sustainable livelihoods look like for those within the cacao industry. We're on the receiving end of that warm mug of cocoa, but there's a lot that goes into making that nightly ritual accessible. Or that favorite chocolate bar, cake, you name it. It's an industry that's deeply rooted in its unethical approach and capitalization on environment and communities alike. Hence, people such as Christina. She actually entered my life by way of previous guest, Jason Logan, and the Toronto Ink Company. This all-encompassing flurry of artisanal healing chocolates, exotic honeys, herbal infusions, all via the lens of equitable farmer-buyer relationships, a holistic addressal of the bean-to-bar process, not to mention this insane kismic connection we share in both being a Taurus, same birthday, May 4th. Former nurse, Pilates instructor, and wellness coach turned globe tracker with a penchant for chocolate, the life it gives, and the many mouths it feeds. This is Christina and Cacao with Christina Kim. A quick heads up, we're dealing with an overseas conversation here, so the audio may reflect this. Coming to you from Washington, D.C. in Amsterdam, the Netherlands. It's so beautiful. It really, like, yeah, it's really amazing to think of, like, the outlook on life and to... I guess realize that it's there for everyone to have, you know, and like, I don't know about you, but my life totally changed, like, in a year, I never really looked at life this way, <laughs> so I was like, whoa, um, yeah, the really pessimistic look on life, like, growing up, I was always a pessimist, kind of being like, okay, like, I know life is gonna suck, so why even try to <laughs> find the good things? And so I would always be happy with, like, just going to a good school, getting a good job, making money. And, like, I just never found real happiness. And I remember thinking on, you know, some bus rides or, like, you know, being, like, commuting or, like, at a lunch break, just, like, or bathroom break, thinking, um, this is my life and it's just going to be like this all the time. Just work and work and eat and sleep. <laughs> Uh, so it was a pretty terrible thought process, and I just could never, like, I even got to a point where I would see people who are happy and wonder, like, are they really happy, or are they like me inside? <laughs> um, and then I started making cacao, working with it last year, and I just kind of, it just, like, changed everything. Why were you so pessimistic? Where do you think that stems from? Um, I, you know, I think my whole life I never knew the answer to that until I really looked at it last year when I was like started meditating on it um and it was just you know my I was I was born into a Korean family and named after a tennis player Chris Everett my dad loved tennis and from the moment I was born I was like had this life planned out for me like I was going to be a tennis player go to a good school and I did all those things I was like you know 
my whole life, I just, it was tennis in school, and I didn't really have a social life, but for me, it didn't matter, I guess, I was just kind of like, you know, this is good enough, um, I know I have tennis, I'm good, I can work up and be good at it, but then, as I got older, I kind of realized, I'm not going to be like a professional, or I'm not going to have like, you know, this life I always kind of, um, I never really had to think about it. And so when I got to college, I was just like, I'm just going to accept that, um, you know, this life is, I guess, it's just what's given to me. So I just became pessimistic in a way of like, um, I'll just be happy with what I have and not, and my dreams were always kind of shot down. So when I was little, I wanted to be fashion designer and I would play my parents' clothes. Like they had a garage full of like old vintage clothes and I would just go in there for hours. And it was like my favorite thing to do. And even though my parents like saw how much joy I had, they were just like, you're not, not going to fashion school. You're not doing art. Um, like I'll never make it. So I kind of grew up thinking like, yeah, dreams are just um, that, you know, just some fantasy. And um, I just, I guess I just looked at my parents and saw how hard life was and that, that um I knew I didn't want a family of my own just because, like, I lived in a pretty tough family and my parents didn't always get along. So I was like, I just want, like, true love and happiness and, like, all the nice things. But since I can't have it, I'll just accept um, the things that I have to do in life, which is, like, have a good job and make some money. <laughs> so it kind of ended there. I couldn't really think past it. So I guess that was where um, I, came, I got the pessimistic outlook from. Um, and then I would party a lot. Like on the weekends, I started in college and it just became like a thing. Like um, I only felt like I could release my, my pessimism by just dancing and I love music. Um, so that was my like form of release was just dancing it out. And for a while, that was kind of my only, um, I think, outlet but that started to get, yeah, that started to get negative, you know, it started to become, like, affect my health, and so I started to become more interested in my health. I became a nurse, um, then I became a personal trainer, and then a Pilates instructor, then I got my wellness coach certification, um, and I slowly, like, weeded out the partying, kind of, like, the negative cycles I saw myself going through and I finally kind of broke through and saw like, you know, it feels really good to like have this life of health. Um, and then I still couldn't find the joy, but then I started making chocolate for my sister for her birthday and that became like really rewarding. And, uh, and I just kept at it and that became like, that became my kind of breakthrough to like, I found love and happiness and joy again. It was just like one complete circle. Um, and I didn't have, I didn't need more than that. And so that became, that opened me up to optimism. Um, but yeah, that was like a whole nother transformation that happened in a year. <laughs> so. But do you find that while you were, while you were working towards that weeding out of the partying, that aspect of your life, was there still say that, that numb aspect to it were you still working a full-time job at that point while you're getting that certification yeah so I um I became a nurse in 2000 I went to nursing school in 2005 um 
before that, I was in like I was I was an intern at a fashion um, label in New York, a small one, but that's kind of where I was like partying too much. And I was like, I don't want this life. I want to help people. So I, I I went to Hopkins uh, in in Baltimore in two thousand and nine, and then I graduated two thousand eleven. Um, that was when kind of life started to change a little bit, but I still partied a lot on the weekends. I was kind of like, okay, I'm finding this work balance. Um, so 2011 to 2013, I was in Baltimore working. Um, I took a break. I went to Mallorca for three months because at the time my boyfriend was a music producer and DJ. So I was like, I want to go to Mallorca. So I'm, I'm kind of, um, I was a little demoralized from the hospital system because I, I worked in a psychiatric unit and, and even though I was helping people and I just, I love mental health patients, I just, I was like, the system is not really serving them or the system itself and it was just kind of like, I just saw this uh, endless cycle of, we call the revolving doors um, and I, I just had to leave and get my mind out of this place of like, uh, things are never going to get better. So I went to Mallorca to see what life was like for what I knew that people in Europe actually just knew how to live a little better. Like the quality of life was more important than working a lot of times. So when I went to Mallorca, I experienced this whole side of me that just came out. Like I was able to have three months with no work. So I just started like dreaming of being a wellness coach and I started like making my own little blog and pretending like just having mock web pages and I would do yoga on the beach and I'd be like, you know, come do yoga with me and it'll be like 6 a.m. sunrise yoga. And I just like totally made this fantasy of like, uh, this is going to be my life. Um, and I don't know, it was weird. I just like, I guess I came back because I ran out of money <laughs> and I was like, okay, maybe I can balance it out. But it, I soon turned back into like work mode. So it was, I became a nurse in DC for a young adult mental health agency. And it was for kids 18 to 28, like um, in Southeast DC. So working with kids who had trauma their whole lives and just really chronic mental health issues like schizophrenia, bipolar, and some just like depression. But most of it was like, um, again, that balance of like wellness and health really mattered the most. So we would take kids out to play in the park. And for me, it was really rewarding too, because I could, you know, connect with them and myself on this, like, like we don't need medicine all the time. We don't need like to fit in this mold of like, you know, nine to five, we have to do this thing. We have to sit inside and like, um, be in front of a computer, it was like, no, you can go outside, you can breathe, you can laugh, and this is work too, it's working for your life, for your wellness. Um, <clears throat> so through all that, I was like, well, I should get my personal training certification so that I can actually lead some good exercises for stretching and like just simple things so that I wouldn't injure anyone, but if I ever got trouble, I would say like, look, I have my certification, so... Um, I studied like every night for um, three months, actually six months, and I got my um, National Academy of Sports Medicine certification, and, and I was so excited. That was like my first real, I think, goal that I set for myself. Like it wasn't my parents being like, you have to go to an Ivy League school and get in. It's like, um, it was like I wanted to get a personal training license 
and I did it. So I just felt like so happy. And um, so I started doing that. It's like nine to five nursing. I would fit in um, teaching classes before like 6, 8 a.m. And then I would teach after. It's so like 5 to 7 p.m. Um, to make rent. But also I just really wanted to like just get my hands like and feet wet. Like just get in there and start learning. Um, and I loved it. I just started feeling my body change, like my outlook on life. I started to feel really positive. Um, and I ended up leaving that first mental health agency because I felt that my quality of life was kind of, I was just too stressed out, kind of like trying to balance a lot of hours and a lot of nurses started leaving and it was just a lot of strain. Um, so I was like, you know, I could stay because I feel bad and I want to help, or I could leave because I know that I deserve better. Like I can, I need to like take care of my own health. <clears throat> so I, I transferred. I moved on to another university, uh, Georgetown University, and worked for the Student Health Center, where it was still working with eighteen to twenty-eight year olds, um, or like the student, the college age population. And it was interesting. It was like a lot of the same things that young adults really wanted and what I wanted in life too is just like feeling healthy and like beautiful at my age and like wanting to use all of my um <clears throat> I guess my potential of my age and like I could see that all the students there were just so anxious and that was where a lot of illness was coming from so like <clears throat> just there's colds and asthma uh, allergies like it was all related to uh, bad immune systems because of stress and because of like their whole lives like they were also in this like rigorous system of like wanting to do well and compete and so um, I felt like seeing all that like made me even more aware of like how important wellness was so I would start looking up uh, ways to do meditation and like uh, aromatherapy so that I myself could try it, but also I started bringing it into the students just to give them something different and new um, that those, you know, that things on campus didn't provide yet. Um, so I would bring in like aromatherapy scents, like lavender um, for calming, or like orange to you know brighten up the mood or to help focus. And I would share them with staff and like you know, teach about things like drinking lots of water and tea instead of caffeine and coffee. So um, that made me progress to, um, actually, I added on Pilates instructor because I found that my um, my body felt the best with Pilates, just like my posture, my overall, like, I really felt good. I guess just something about the spinal release and, like, lengthening, it just made me feel really confident. And there was a uh, euphoric effect that I felt in my brain. So I added that to my regimen. So I would teach Pilates on the weekends. So there I have now seven days a week of working. <laughs> um, Whoa. And then I decided to enroll in a health and wellness program. So I would start studying every day. So this was last year now. No, two years ago. For my 29th birthday, I, I was like, I need to change my life again. <laughs> so I was like, instead of taking away things, I decided to add on another thing. Uh, so I bought myself uh, the Institute for Integrated Nutrition uh, program. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's a one-year-long program. Yeah, it's pretty well known. Uh, 
Have you heard of it? Yes, definitely thinking about doing this myself. And I've talked to a number of people who have undergone the course as well. And yeah, it just, it looks amazing and it keeps popping up everywhere. And so I'm just like, okay, the universe is, is telling me something. <laughs> yes, that's, that's how I was. Uh, for five years, I had it in my email. I just wouldn't delete it. <laughs> I just kept looking at it. It's like, I don't know. Oh my god, I'm in the and same boat. Mallorca, that was when I That's so funny. Yeah, when I was in Mallorca, that's when I was like, I can do this on my own, you know, like thinking of the IIN model and I was like, you know, I can maybe just like try to figure it out myself. And it was fun, but I just, you know, five years later for my birthday, I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna do it. Like I started to believe in this thing that people were talking about. Like, like invest in yourself like no matter how much it costs like you caught like it's worth it so I um, I bought that um, coaching certification I finally got health coach for myself and a life coach because I just was like let me just try it and they the life coach didn't turn out that well but just go going there made me feel like I was changing my life you know again so like um, I think I think she was saying things like, you know, wake up in the morning and dance and do all these things. I just wasn't there yet. I was like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so um, I actually got a health coach after that. And I was like, I need help falling asleep because I would be on work mode from 5 a.m., like get up in the morning. I would bike ride to the gym, teach, bike ride to work. At work, on my lunch break, I would come home and study for health nutrition class and cook in an hour, like all that in an hour. And then I would go back to work and then bike ride to the gym, come back home by like nine, I would cook a little bit and then study a little bit. I'd sleep at like 11. <laughs> and I would, you know, I was asking my health coach, I was like, how do I fall asleep earlier? Your circadian rhythm is like and, whack. Yeah, and I just, I'm a night owl. Like if I could just do all this stuff at night, I would. Oh, I feel you, um, yeah started to love the morning yeah and I just started to love waking up early in the morning and getting my things done so I just couldn't find this balance and I I didn't think at all that I should take things away I was like I just can't do that you know like I have to work I have to pay to live here <laughs> um and then I just started it um yeah that's when I just um <clears throat> started realizing something was wrong um, despite all the things I was doing, it just couldn't find the balance. And um, I think, so it was last year, 2017, um, I made chocolates for my sister. And then in 2018, the beginning of it, or the end of 2017, I started to find out um, about being to bar chocolate making. So on top of all the things I was doing, I was making chocolate after, on top of that. And then last year, by the spring, I was holding my own bean to bar chocolate making workshops in DC um, in exchange to take an herbal class. So I was still on top of everything I was doing. <laughs> I added an herbal class and then I taught a chocolate making class. Um, and then so by April 28th, um, I quit my nursing job. That was a big decision because it was a huge pay cut. Um, but by that time, I was just like, I think I just need to take a break. Um, and then that 
break turned into a huge break because then I quit all, my, all of my jobs. But I did finish my wellness certification um, by that time. So I was kind of holding on to, you know, maybe I'll coach and do like private sessions. Um, but then I just, I don't know, I just had this feeling inside that I was like, I need to just turn look inside for a little bit and all I could hear was like I need to just give everything up so I gave up my apartment I gave up my jobs I uh, I was like I'm just gonna make cacao like follow cacao so I went to Mexico um for a week for my birthday my 33rd day last year and then when I came back I had really nothing left I was moving out of my apartment and then my friend, she told me that she had an apartment available for me because she heard I was leaving, and she knew I was on this journey to follow Chaka. So she's like, I have two months, you know, pay for the rent, just, like, take my apartment if you want to be in D.C. and continue this path. So so that's kind of that's kind of where all my life stuff ended and then began, um, and that was, like, last summer. So starting in May, just kind of, was a new cycle for me, a new life. <laughs> Backtracking to that first moment that you made chocolate for your sister, what was that little <laughs> inkling like? It's literally triggered a complete 180. So why why the why the chocolates for your sister? That's an awesome question. So I made so I made it because I was I get a lot of anxiety around my sister's birthday because her birthday's not. November 16th, and then it's like Thanksgiving, you're seeing family and Christmas, so I was always kind of anxious about gift giving, because I never had money, And but it started when I was little, like I always kind of grew up with my parents saying, money is not like the important thing, it's your heart, and so I was always like, how do I show my heart with a gift, and so I would always try to look for these gifts, and I could never find anything I liked, and I would always kind of scramble at the end, and I don't know, give something I didn't really, like, give my sister money. I would just send, we would just send each other money. And we, you know, we had the same idea of, like, you know, just buy whatever you want. But for some reason, I think it was because I was kind of on this, I became single. So um, a lot of my life I was with a boyfriend. So when I became single that year, I just really started to think of things um, a little deeper. And I was like, I want to make her, I want to show her my heart. And I was like, how do I do that? And I just... For some reason, I just remembered us loving Ferrero Rocher, like those balls. Have you ever had them? Yes. They're like wrapped in golden tin foil. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> we love those. So we, I was just like, I was like, I'm going to make them because I think I saw like a DIY truffle, like how to make Ferrero Rocher. So I was like, I'm just going to make it. I, I was on this like health, Whole Foods kick, which is like, you know, the big supermarket in New York. I mean, in in the U.S. Yes. Um, and everything, you can just buy everything there. Yeah, so I was like, okay, I'm going to buy organic everything. So I bought organic Nutella, um, like organic hazelnut wafers. I was like, I didn't know they could make those. So I was like, I'm just going to do it up. So I did that, and like, you know, I spent like, you know, the most I've really spent on anyone in a grocery store. <laughs> yeah. I was just like buying all these ingredients but it was like this is really fun. So I just um yeah, I just like made that 
them and it was really easy um delicious and i wrapped them up um i had to like think of how to gift wrap them and how to get them in the mail and i made my sister a homemade card and i just had so much fun and i was like my sister's gonna love this so um it was just a new feeling for me i just had never done that you know and i i was like just waiting for her to get the gift and she i sent it to her work because i knew she was there all the time and she opened them. I think she actually wasn't even there on her birthday. So I had to wait until the following Monday. And she um, she got them and she was just like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. She like shared it with her work, like her staff members. And after that, I just was like, for myself, I was like, this is so therapeutic for me. Um, and her happiness just made me so happy. So that was it. I was like, I found it. I was like, this is life. <laughs> So far, what has that looked like with your parents? What, and your family, like, what are their thoughts on this? Um, at first they were like, oh, this is like a really cool hobby. And my sister was really into it. But they never thought I would quit my job for it. <laughs> so when I told them that, I had to kind of hide that from them for a few months. Um, I took out my retirement, so I kind of, I was like, you know, I'm just, I'm fine. I was telling them I was doing some other things, but yeah, my parents really didn't like it. They were like, uh, this is, um, you know, it's, it's, it's great to have a passion. They're really happy for me, but they're like, um, they're like, you can't follow your dreams and have a good life. So they still had this like, um, now I'm learning it's kind of more of that mentality of the generation before us of like, you know, having to work hard to live. And so um, it was hard to kind of get out of this mentality for myself, too, of like, um, work, you need to work hard to live and give up my dreams or like keep it on the side. I knew that was kind of true because I was rapidly you know, spending my money and <clears throat> I couldn't really see myself going back to nursing. Um, so it was kind of hard. I, I knew that my parents were kind of right to an extent, but I knew I was right inside too. Like I just knew that I had this gift of working with cacao and I was, I was kind of making it, um, but it wasn't going to be, I guess my first dream was just to be a chocolatier and my parents were like no that's like that's gonna be way too hard so I think this rebellious side of me was like I can do it um so over the next few months like the last few months were pretty hard they were like we don't want to hear about chocolate um I would tell them things like I got into this chocolate festival like I have I got into this hotel and selling my mini like my chocolates on a mini bar and they're just like I don't want to hear it um so it was really heartbreaking, but I understand them. And um, well, last year, I, in November, I, I bought a one-way ticket to Puerto Rico, and I lied to my parents. I was like, you know, I have this documentary that I'm working on <laughs> with cacao farmers there. And I was like, I'll be back in a week. And I ended up leaving for two months. And, you know, by that time, I was like, my parents are far away from me. Yeah, I'm not like, you know, I'm not affected kind of by their... Um, kind of I wouldn't even say judgmental just I just felt really down like I doubted myself when I was with them 
So when I was in Puerto Rico, I was able to build up my confidence again and say, you know what, this is like what I want to do. Um, and when I came back in December, we had a talk about uh, my parents just say they they just they love me and they want me to do well, but they don't want me to see they don't want to see me like sacrificing myself for this love of chocolate that doesn't seem to be giving me stability. Um, but I'm just a super stubborn, like double Taurus ox. <laughs> I just recently found out that's like, you know, makes me who I am. I was like, there's a reason why I keep saying no to like very practical things. It's just like, no, there's something inside me that's saying I could make it. I just have to go a little bit longer. Um, my parents essentially just kind of gave up and they're like, just, I just want to make sure you're, you're safe and happy. So, um, so now at this point, I just call them and tell them like, I'm doing okay. And I don't really mention chocolate as much, but, but it's become an interesting relationship. And my sister really supports me, but she's also a very practical, her, um, you know, really smart woman that works in New York City with a data analyst job, analysis job and she's like just you know trying to help me financially like plan things so so yeah it's kind of an interesting dynamic where I'm I'm on my own kind of right now but I know that my parents like love me and just want the best so it's it's really hard when you have loved ones who are just completely, they're so, so against what you're doing, and it's not, it's not necessarily, yeah, they just, they just want to protect you, and they want the best for you, and I can imagine that even my grandparents, when they look at what I'm doing, or, yeah, my, my sister as well, there's so much judgment that just stems from their old way of life, and, yeah, it's like, okay, you want to do chocolate, but how do you kind of translate that into a tangible business that you're going to be able to profit from with your family and having to guard yourself against the negativity and the backlash that you're receiving on like what you want to do essentially, how did you how did you counter that? How do you protect against that? And like, just center yourself. Because do your do your parents live nearby, or? Excellent question. Um, you're so good. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's like. So that was. I really think I was so blessed to uh, meet these women in DC. So my parents live in New Jersey, and so I'm a three hour drive, uh, three and a half hour drive away. Not too far. But um, I see my parents maybe once every season. Um, but I did stay with them for like a month in January. And that was like really hard um, because my parents, they are, you know, they don't make much money right now. They're pretty like, they're living off Medicaid. Um, they're retired and not Medicaid, uh, I guess like SSI, right? So it was kind of hard for me to, like, think of all these things, like, I should be making money for them and, like, help support them, but I just, like, I, right now I just can't. And um, in my journey last year, like, starting in April, <clears throat> doing my herbalism class, I met this woman 
my herbal teacher, April, um, she has a business called Antler, called Antler Alchemy. And she kind of guided me into plant medicine um, and just like talking to plants. And I was like, that's what I do with cacao, I think. And I think before that, I had I was like a pessimist, like basically a nihilist. <laughs> I was like, I don't believe in anything, you know, like from um, the Big Lebowski. Yeah. It's like, I believe in nothing. Like I had this whole like outlook on life. I was like this, you know, I thought of myself as this like cool nurse, like techno party on the weekends and just like, I was like, I don't believe in anything. <laughs> and um, started to really connect with nature. And then when, when I, and Kakao, and when I took her class, she really opened up me up to like the world of plants. And um, I was really kind of like awed by her abilities, just like be so like, like fairy-like, and I was like, I wanted to know more about that, so, um, she kind of, I guess, opened me up to traveling, so I decided that I was going to go to Mexico, and I would find, I would just, it, would, it, would just, it was my first, like, solo journey, so I went to Tulum, I met with these friends, friends of friends, I stayed on their camp, and I just slept in a tent, and I was surrounded by these spiritual healers, and I was like, what? Like, what? Where am I? What have I <laughs> stepped into? Like night. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I was like, all right. It's like, I don't know if I can, like, be around these people. I'm from D.C. Like, I was there with, like, all in black with, like, a giant suitcase. <laughs> You're like, this is too far removed from my everyday. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I am so out of place. And the woman... Um, Galia, the owner, comes in, you know, comes up to me, and she just looks me in the eye, and she hugs me, and then she's just like, you're home, just uh, listen to your heart, and follow your heart, and I just started crying, I was like, oh my god, I don't even know this woman, <laughs> I just, you know, started crying, and I was like, I'm just like in this totally different place, and I felt safe for the first time in my life like there's something different um existing in the universe for me and i don't know how i knew it it just like clicked turned something turned on it's almost like i remember go ahead no go ahead i I just wanted to quickly say it's almost like when she said that to you it when someone acknowledges that it's it's like that permission to just to just be your body literally feels that permission now it's time to just release i can breathe exactly i just it was like everything i worked so hard for like right at that moment i was like yes i can do it and like yeah i'm in the stars like i have the power of the universe behind me and i if i just like let my heart open and be it just like felt my body was like yes like that's the answer and that man that trip it was like a four-day trip but it felt like a lifetime passed by it was my 33rd birthday and I had these visions of like fantasies I was just kind of like in my world of like you know before I went on the trip I was like I'm so excited I want to see like you know I want to see cacao like um I want like a natural cacao stand with coconuts fresh like um juices I want like a bike and be 
buy me a cart so I can sell them out of my cart on the streets of DC and like I want to see um I want like a cacao ceremony all these things I had never seen before I was like maybe I'll find it all in Tulum but I get to Tulum and I have no like I didn't make any plans I just bought a plane ticket um I knew my friend was going to be there who's also an amazing soul her name is like her name is Melissa Dolan she and I were on this journey together so I just I changed my flight actually from Costa Rica to Tulum to be with her but she we stayed in different places um but I was so blessed to be with her on this journey because we were both on this like path to to just follow our hearts and um she wanted to be a yoga teacher and she was there to just like change just she just quit her job too and change her life so from there I was like I have like another sister with me like doing the same path I'm not alone and while I was on that trip I saw everything I had wanted like I saw a man in an ice cream stand making like homemade cacao ice cream I saw like people on bicycles with carts behind them I saw I had a cacao ceremony in my tent like my like campground for free like these shamanic healers were there that like ever there like they were just there to visit Galia the owner and like I had this like sound bath like sound healing journey with cacao ceremony and I was like it was like four three or four hours long and we I just was like wow I've never like never did this before yet I wanted it all in like the yoga shala next door was offering for like $70 I think <laughs> and I was like oh my god I can't afford that right now but I got it like for free and I was like okay so I believe in myself like I actually like manifested these things and it was the first time I believed in manifestation I was like hmm there's something to this yeah. what everyone's saying and in Tulum I don't know if I don't know if you've been there no um, not yet it's like like you should go during the season off season when there's not so many like tourists yeah. like just go where you can just feel Tulum but everywhere you go it says follow your dreams like manifest and I'm just like wow that's like I okay I've never seen this before but um all right I dig it so I was just like into it and when I came back I was like a whole new woman I was like all right I'm gonna start manifesting and I just I started meeting these women in DC called um it was a collective called Femme Fatale it's a woman owned like pop-up business that supports other female entrepreneurs in DC and there I just met all these women who are just like goddesses just like awesome confident women who left their jobs or this was their part-time job to like just start their own thing and I just felt the power of like I mean last year was just this year of alchemy right like I don't know if you if you felt that or like like, I feel it (laughs) it yeah so I was like oh my god I'm surrounded by so many women just like me (laughs) and I that's where I got all my confidence from like I was like no matter what like I know I'm right because all these women are supporting me and I just I was so grateful and so to like my parents. I was like, they don't know this world, and like I'm so blessed that I got to be in this world where women are making it, supporting each other, and it's like it's about the collaborative and the collective now instead of the individual. And that's you know, my parents always grew up being like, be wary of others. So I always grew up at that in that mentality, and I was you know, I think I still have to teach them a little, little bit of this mentality of the collective, but. That, that has been 
and still is kind of my shield and my armor of like I have the protection of goddesses and not just only goddesses now you know like just like everyone men and women just like this energy of like this um, positivity and being and like owning oneself like just knowing oneself and that's the power and so far it's been serving me it's been really helping me <laughs> when people come together that's when that's when stuff goes down and that's when you see the ripple effects it's almost like you got to a point where you found yourself solo in this journey and you had to take that step for yourself and your gut it's like you really had to own the gut and the intuition in that moment but when you took that you find like the community and I just want to say that's that's really, really brave because most of the time it's you see a person kind of doing what you want to do um, or like a friend and through community, it's almost like you're goaded and that support to be able to take those steps. But you're like, I, I am doing this now. You, yeah, you totally nailed it. It's like, yeah, just there's something that your mind just, like, just can't resolve. It's just like, nope, it's just, you just know it. You can't make any <laughs> rational explanation sometimes. It's like, it's in your gut, in your heart, and, like, and, yeah, I totally went for it. And um, and it, it's, I think it's the realest thing that exists, you know, like, what's life for if you don't listen to that gut feeling? It was definitely then... I don't know, there's this one question I wanted to ask, and it was like, kind of like, what came first, like the chicken or the egg? Was it cacao or intuition? Intuition or cacao? I don't know, it's like, it's really weird. It's like, slowly, this this meshing of the two is like, happened at the same time. But yeah, you can totally, I want to hear what you want to say. <laughs> you know, I think, yeah, it's interesting because it's like, uh, and I think, so I always kind of thought that cacao called to me, but I also asked for help inside. So the, I'm learning, I was learning this with uh, April about like plants and like how to talk with plants. And it's usually this beautiful idea of plants come to you when you need them. And the, the I love this aspect of cacao. It's like most well known in, you know, this term of as a heart opener. And I love that because um, I really connected that. And I was like, you you know, like, I think at that time when I was making chocolate for my sister, I really wanted to open my heart. Like, I just had this, like, bruised heart from so many years of, like, giving myself to my boyfriends. And I was like, who am I as a person? Like, how do I love myself? And um, I think that was, I think baby chocolate came to me that way. It was just like, what makes me super happy? And it's like, it's chocolate. <laughs> and... Ever since, I don't know, I guess, like, to go on with it, I think it was just kind of, like, just working with chocolate uh, really healed my heart. Like, like I just felt this um, meditative, like, happiness that didn't come from anything else. Like, I mean, yoga I would feel a little bit, but it wasn't really my heart getting into it. So I think it was, like, I mean, I think it was me, probably like my intuition sending out signal to the world or the universe just saying like, I need help, like I need to start healing from my heart. And that was kind of when 
the cacao came and then I started noticing other things. Um, actually, cannabis came into my life um, where my creativity was kind of also like, I want to create, like I, I have my heart now, but like I want to make stuff. Like, And all of a sudden cannabis came in and I started making edibles for myself and friends just like as an experiment. And I never used to like like smoking weed. I would just always be too paranoid, but... Um, cannabis became very interesting when it be, when it melded with chocolate. I became like, like I was able to dig through my like traumas and like sit there and like cry through them, um, which I couldn't do alone with cacao. It was it was really interesting. And from there, I was like, I really believe in that. Like whatever your body needs, I think it is able to um, send these vibrations out and the plants just come. It's so interesting. And I see it now. Like I, you know, everywhere I look, I'll see like either, you know, if I see dandelion or dandelion root or like burdock, it's like, yeah, I do need some detoxing. Like I know I haven't been, um, cleansing my kidneys or like things like that. Cause I really pay attention to signs around me and know that it's because my body is actually giving off those signals. Um, so yeah, so I guess that answers it. <laughs> this episode just really speaks to your entire journey and the 180 that you've done. And so I really want to close off with your current ritual of making a chocolate bar. Like take us through the motions. Like what does that look like? Mm. <laughs> So there's um, a few ways I do it. My favorite way, my favorite way is to have cacao beans, like the whole bean. Uh, my favorite place to get them from right now is from Ecuador. The heritage is Arribanesia now, and oh my god, I have to. Oh, okay. So Layla is my friend who owns Coco Supply, and she has a business. I mean, a warehouse in New York City, actually Brooklyn. And Amsterdam. Oh <gasps> no way! No way! Wait, wait! So this is crazy. Actually, yes. Because yes. I was actually on their website two days ago. And I'm like, I have to send this thing to Christina if she doesn't know about this yet. Because I was like, they have an Amsterdam warehouse, and I was freaking out about it. Oh my god! It's so funny because I was like, when you said you're in Amsterdam, I was like, oh my god! I should tell her about Coco Stuff. <laughs> awesome. Yes, okay, so that's where I get my cacao from, and, like, I just fell in love with their cacao, and Layla, she's just so amazing, um, I'm gonna in interview her on my, um, actually, I want, I, would, I hope you can interview her, because you're so good at interviewing, I'm kind of, like, that would be crazy, but, uh, she, yes, I would love to get you in touch with her, because she's just so like, she has an awesome, amazing story, super badass. She also, you know, has major guts, and, like, she founded this company on her own as a single mother, and so this, like, the so much energy, because it comes from her family's, like, farm, but also her friend's family's farm, like, they're just, like, she's supporting, like, the local farmers, and it's just like you know she makes sure the quality is really good teaching them about what's organic cacao like what it means to have good quality and really like building up their livelihood and so with that like I love making cacao with 
like my own cacao with that kind of integrity behind the bean. Um, so I roast the beans and I'll peel them. And then mortar and pestle is my favorite. Um, but I did find that when I was in Puerto Rico, I like to use like those old school coffee grinders. Those are pretty cool too. But um, the, the stone mortar and pestle is the best. And then just a little bit of honey, a little bit of sea salt, and then um, combine it all in a pot with boiling hot water and just like make it really nice and hot and thick. So like 33 grams, 33 is my number. <laughs> and I just, um, I'll add like a few like herbs, whatever I feel at the time. Right now I'm really into lavender and rose just because, well, rose is a Taurus herb. Um, yeah. And also like really like, yeah, I just really like feeling nurtured and like being in a womb is what my friend says. And I'm like, yes, that's what it feels like. So uh, that's really been nice for me right now, just with this cold weather and like um, the spring, it just feels very like um, just like flower goddess like, which I like to feel <laughs> most of my days. Um, so, yeah, that's my favorite way. But then I do different different things, too. So um, when I do, like, I like to make bricks a lot. So I'll order, like, cacao nibs, um, also from Cocoa Supply, and just make, like, a huge batch and have, like, bricks lying around so I can just shave it off and make whatever I want, you know, cacao whenever I want. But the same method, just, like, put it in hot water, mix it around, and then put whatever herbs. Or I'll sometimes I'll just do it, like, just with a little bit of salt, like, no honey, just, like, straight when I want a day of, like, um, I guess just kind of, like, a day of uh, stepping into my power kind of day. Like, I want to just do things. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe add a little cayenne pepper. Mm. Yeah. Wait, what sign are you? I'm Taurus. <laughs> Me too. Oh my god. Wait, wait, what is your what is What is your birthday? May 4th. When's your birthday? Are you Mine is May 4th. No way. Yes. Oh my god. That is so funny. And you're 22 right now? I'm 21 right now, turning 22. This is Christina. And with Gus and Glory, Gus and Glory signing off. This was Christina and Cacao with Christina Kim. Refer to the show notes to further get to know our guest. Share your thoughts and show us some love by subscribing or again touch to be featured on the podcast. Released every other Monday. Thanks for lending us near. Passing on the mic.